Today's message has been brought to you by Faith Family Church in Billings, Montana. For more information, visit faithfamilybillings.com. We're going to continue in our series this morning in part five called In Your Control. The subtitle is Dealing With Your Feeling. (laughs) How many have noticed you have feelings and emotions? How many have noticed that sometimes they're unstable? We've made this statement through this series that spiritually mature people uh, have control of their emotions. That doesn't mean you don't feel emotions. Uh, Pastor Herb has said this many times, but I'll bring it up again. I said it during... uh, Uh, our Vessels of Honor morning Bible study at 9 this morning, but for every mile of road, you have two miles of ditches. So when it comes to Christianity, we are constantly in this life fighting for balance. Part of our faith fight is balance in life. Have you ever in your natural life felt like, man, we are, what is going on? We are out of balance here. You ever felt like that? Just... And so we have to watch what we take into ourselves as far as information, as far as what, I'm going to say this, feeding us through our ears and eyes. Now, we should watch what we eat, okay? But I really honestly don't think diet is the most important thing in your life. Amen? You say, how can you say that? The Lord said, eat the fat and drink the sweet. I just quoted a scripture. I'll I'll make it it more modern. Eat the baby back ribs and drink the Pepsi. Now, which restaurant is getting a ton of attention after service? Okay. (laughs) You know, right after that part of the verse, it says, For the joy of the Lord is your strength. Notice it didn't connect your strength to the food. Hello? Okay. You say, why do you got to go over that? Well, because sometimes people get out of balance in these things. They go, I'm going to eat the perfect diet. I'm going to, no, no, no. I know people that ran marathons and ate the perfect diet and died young. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Actually, the best thing you can do is not worry about nothing. I listened to a series on longevity years ago, and there was this gentleman from England. Or I should say somewhere over in Europe. I don't know if it was England. But anyway, he lived to be over 100 years old. And they asked him what his secret was. And he said, believe God and chew Prince Albert tobacco. (laughs) You know, in our society today, that doesn't fly. You know, you got to juice everything. And I'm not against those things. I'm just saying we need to be aware of balance scripturally. And and the medical, some of the medical things that take place, I mean, they they are practicing. Amen? God's not. So we have to be led in everything we do, including in the medical field. But how many notice that in all these things, we can get out of balance emotionally? I mean, you can be really happy one day and wake up the next and be in a bad mood for no real reason. Have you ever noticed that? And so we're we're discovering why that is. One of the primary reasons 
that this takes place is because we, as believers, sometimes we don't have an understanding of how we're made up. And we looked at this previously, and you go back and listen to the other messages along this line, because we're not going to get into great detail on it. But you need to understand that you are a spirit first, you possess a soul, and you live in a body. The spirit part of you is what was born again. And, 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 and I will say it this way, that's the, you were born again, okay? So your primary identity to help you in this must be what God said about you. Now, the soul part of you, we classify as your mind, will, and emotions. You know, Paul said in Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, he talked about not being conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Now, it doesn't say the removal of your mind. It says what? The renewal. So how do we renew our mind? We renew our mind with the word of God. Now, specifically, if under the new covenant, you renew your mind with the New Testament. And I will say this, specifically the epistles. Now, the epistles are not the apostles' wives. Those are the letters. Those are the letters that were written to the church. Okay? Those are the letters that were written to the church. So first and second Corinthians, you know, go through Romans, Galatians, Ephesians, Colossians, Philippians. Come on, Philemon, all of these, First and Second Timothy, First and Second Thessalonians, First, Second, and Third John. You could even include, because it works, Big John and all the little Johns. You say Big John, yeah, John the Gospel and all the little Johns after that, First, Second, and Third John, okay? So that's your soul, which is your mind. Your, your, your thinking has to be changed. I'm going to say this without qualifying it with a bunch of scripture, but your spirit is perfect because you're born again, the scripture says in 1 Peter, of divine seed. It is incorruptible. If it's incorruptible, it cannot be what? Corrupted. Okay? So you actually possess within you as a child of God right now the same nature that Jesus Christ has in heaven. See, that's that song we were singing there at the end. It's Christ alone. Paul said it this way. He said, it's no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. So the knowledge of that has to change the way we think. Once we change the way we think, you'll notice that you'll begin to change the way you speak. And you say, why is that important? Well, if you go to the book of James and look at the book of James, your tongue is your steering wheel to your life. So I'm going to make a statement here, and you're going to have to work against not being upset with me. So if you say, at Christmas time every year I get depressed because. Now, you're not sinning in, a, in the sense of, you're not, God's not mad at you if you say that. But he knows that your tongue is leading the rest of you. 
So you're going to actually, and we're talking about feelings, you're actually going to steer your feelings right into the lane of depression. Okay? Now, I'm not talking about healthy grief. I'm talking about something unhealthy. Okay? So what we're learning here is that our feelings are given by God. Our emotions were built to feel. How many know you're not going to lose your feeling when you go to heaven? It just will have no negative influence. Yeah, praise God. But we can live balanced here and now. We can live at rest here and now. And you say, how? Because of what Christ accomplished. Amen? Because of what he accomplished. So, um, God, our feelings are given by God. But now listen to this. Our feelings are not God. You say, is that really necessary to make that distinction? Yes. Because you'll have believers uh, ignorantly, and what I mean by that is you're not stupid, you just don't know, or in rebellion and yielding to the flesh, you know better, but you're just not doing what you're supposed to. You'll have believers say, I can't help it, I feel that way. But you'd never let your child doing that do that growing up. I don't feel like making my bed. You will in a second. <laughs> or, come on, were you raised like I was here? <laughs> I love you, but you're going to do this whether you feel like it or not. In other words, there can be encouraging feelings to do you, do, get you in the right direction. Amen. And so when it comes to a believer, as we develop spiritually, it's the same way. As we grow up, we don't allow people to, quote, unquote, push our buttons. Well, me and my husband, we can talk about everything but this. So you've just expressed to me that there's an area of your life where both of you need to get a hold of your emotion by the grace of God to be able to come together to function in unity so that you can, come on, shield up, sword up against your enemy and drive him out of your life. Right? And so that's what we're discussing. It's not, you know, uh, uh, feelings can be wonderful and they can be horrible. Amen? So this morning, what I want to do as we're, uh, just to wrap this up this morning, I want to talk about what feelings are. Defining emotions or feelings. You can put either or. Simply, emotions are feelings, or feelings are emotions. Now, when it comes to feelings, we must realize that we, we have both external feelings and internal feelings. We must understand that God designed both of these types of feelings, and they are good, but there is an enemy that is looking to pervert, pervert and influence them for evil. Do we have a culture that's trying to raise children to be defined by how they feel? Come on, this is demonic. People say, well, I, you know, today they say, well, I just don't feel like a man. Or I don't feel like a woman. Or today, I don't feel like either. And people say, well, you know, is that going to continue to go? Yes, and it'll continue to increase. 
we will always have opportunity to minister. People today say, well, this is all new. No, it's not. Been around since Genesis chapter 3. It has. Well, I don't feel this way. Listen, we must let truth get into our feeling and transform or change the way we feel. Spiritually mature people don't let their feelings define them. They let the word define them. And they bring their feelings into subjection to the word of God. I don't know if you noticed this when you were born again, but not all of you got saved. All of you got saved, but not all of you got saved. You say, what do you mean by that? Part of the salvation that needs to take place is still left undone. It'll be fulfilled when Christ returns, but that's why we have to, Paul, and it's repeated through the epistles if you read it. It's repeated over and over again. Do something with your thinking and control your body. Do something with your thinking and control your body. But Lord, I feel like running my car into their car. Come on, how many have ever been driving and you see a car with a lot of dents and you just slow down and back off? If your car has a lot of dents, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, hail dents, yeah. Come on, sometimes you just need to take a little more time and get away from, you know, people that think they're, car they're playing bumper cars. Don't join. But there's a part of our nature in the, in the flesh and then with our feelings that says, oh, yeah? How many of what, I think, is it, uh, I don't, I'm not up on some of these things. But sometimes you'll see videos on Facebook or whatever and they, they call them, a, if your name's Karen, I am sorry. <laughs> they label all these women crazy Karens. But what do they call the guy? Kevin? Kevin? Ken? Ken? I don't know. Anyway, if your name's Ken, I'm sorry. <laughs> or Kevin. I don't know. But have you seen those videos where, like, somebody's driving? They're not even in an accident. They just got cut off. They drive their car right into somebody else. Come on. Why would you do that? That costs you money. <laughs> For one, you know. But see... As believers, we shouldn't function that way. And so feelings can be external and internal. So let me give you two examples to explain external feelings. Have you ever sat in a hot tub and enjoyed all the hot water swirling around you? How many know a hot tub will give you some feelings? Aren't you glad you have feelings at that point? On the other hand, have you ever touched a hot stove? Now, in a sense, you're glad you have feelings, because if you didn't, how many know it'd, get, it'd go through the meat quick and cook it? But you pull it off, those feelings tell you something, and it hurts. Why? Because there's sin in the earth, and sin involves pain. That wouldn't happen if there wasn't sin in the earth. We wouldn't have death like that. But what do we apply things to that burn to stop those and to change them to another 
feeling. So you have external feelings, okay? Internal feelings. We experience this in so many areas of life. And I don't think we need a lot of definition here. But think about the internal feelings that come when you watch a a movie. Come on, you're crying over a movie that's not even real. Not even based on a true story. (laughs) They shot Bambi's mom. (laughs) Now that might be based on a real true story. but (laughs) But it's a cartoon. You know? How many of you have watched a video of a deployed soldier coming home and surprising their family and loved ones? You have no clue who they are, and you're going so hard. I can't believe. I'm the same way. I just hide it. Nobody can see. (laughs) Internal feelings. Or how about a comedy? Do you like to laugh? I love to laugh. I was raised on three stooges. It messed me up. All right. I've had many years of mind renewal. Okay. What about when you see a picture of your childhood pet who has died? Feelings. You stop it. (laughs) Somebody said stop it. How about when you fell in love with your spouse or experienced the birth of your children? Feelings. The list could go on and on, and so I'm going to stop it. (laughs) But these are internal feelings. The scripture says God has emotions. And he created with everything with emotions as well. Angels have emotions. The the scripture says in Luke 15.10, Likewise I say to you, there is joy in the presence of the angels over one person who repents. Animals have emotions. How many have watched a dog cry on a grave of a soldier? Or a police officer or something like that. I've watched it happen. God created animals with emotions. Now, they don't have spirits. They have souls. We'll discuss that another time. All right. People don't like it when I touch their animals. So, all dogs go to heaven. Just watch the video. All right. Somebody gave me a copy of it. So, I got it. All right. Humans have emotions. Do you know this? The Bible says even inanimate objects have emotions. Did you know that? The scripture says the seas and trees clap their hands. And the stones cry out. Psalms 96.11 says, let the heavens rejoice. And let the earth be glad. Let the sea roar in all its fullness. Let the field be joyful. And all that is in it, then all the trees of the woods will rejoice before the Lord. See, what we know right now is fallen things. But they were more alive than they are right now at one time. God has emotions. He has joy. We know this from Jeremiah 32, 41. We know he laughs. How many would like to hear God laugh? We know he gets jealous. Now, you got to think in terms of God. He doesn't get out of balance because he's all self-control. This is a healthy, actually one of his names is jealous. We know this, he can be grieved. We know that from Hebrews 3.17, Ephesians 
He can have anger. We see this in Numbers 11.1, Numbers 12.9. There are three different words, and there's probably more, that are specifically used in Scripture uh, concerning emotions. One is the word bowels or heart. This is found in Genesis 43.30. We're not going to turn to these. You can jot them down. 1 Kings 3.26, Jeremiah 4.19, Philemon 1.12 and 20. This all refers to the deepest seat of compassion or emotion. We know that one of the words used for emotions is reins, R-E-I-N-S, reins. And it has to do with the bowels or the inward parts. We know from the scriptures that the belly is referred to as a seat of emotions. It actually means a stomach, and it also means a woman's womb, which are what? They are containers. Now, this is what I want you to get today. Your emotions are like containers. So whatever you put in them will what? Come out. So if you fill your emotions with the scripture, with the word, come on, if you fill your emotions, if you fill your thoughts, because all these things are connected in one way or another, we can divide them out for explanation, but they're all connected. If you fill your eyes and ears with horror movies, come on, demonic activity, come on, the lusts of the flesh, the lusts of the eyes. If you fill your thoughts and your emotions, these containers, with thoughts and words or experiences that are conditioned or have their primary influence in the area of the natural or fleshly desires, you'll have a lot of emotion that way. If you, come on, set your mind on things above, your emotions, your feelings... Your existence, your person, talking about your body and your mind, will go the direction of that truth because you're putting that truth in there. Come on, how many might have a few years of putting the wrong thing in there? <laughs> right? We know you're saved. That's not the question. It's what have you put into the containers since you've been saved. So think of it as... A hollow container. Romans 6, 17 and 18 says, this is a good verse to see. Or I'm going to turn there. Romans, actually, do you got it or no? I'm going to turn there. Romans chapter 16. I'm close. Verse 17, yeah. But God be thanked that though, oh, disappeared. All right. Romans 16. Quit, quit playing tricks on me. That's not very nice. <laughs> Romans chapter 16, verse number 17 says, Now I urge you, brethren, note those who cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you learned, and avoid them. For those who are such do not serve the Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly. And by smooth words and flattering speech deceive the hearts of the simple. In other words, they've filled their emotion, their thought, their, that part of them, that soul part of them with what? Deception. How many know that affects the emotions? Okay? So there are other passages, and I'm not going to go to them, but Philippians 3.19 is a good one. You can get filled with things that you're not supposed to. 
you're not supposed to be full of. So we, we understand this, that everything that God created has a level of emotion. So what are we supposed to do? There are emotions that we are to accept, and there are emotions that we are to reject. So how do I know the difference? Only one way. The renewal of your mind. Now, if you remember last week, even though I stepped all over your toes, you came back. Come on, last week's message, it was a longer service anyway. Then we got to the end of it, and man, we blasted for 27 minutes. I had like five or six people come up to me and go, well, that was tough, but I needed it. <laughs> well, I'd be a terrible pastor if all I did was patty cake you, wouldn't I? Just spoon-fed you Gerber food for the rest of your spiritual life. Didn't demand any growth at all, because God does, amen? amen? All right? Some people want that. They just want, you know, I want it to feel good and then go home. But you have no victory. I don't know about you, but I like victory. I like spiritual growth. I like it when people do mean things to me. You say, you do? Yeah, and I don't respond at all because I'm settled in the Lord. Come on. Doesn't matter who's president, I can still smile. Oh, don't talk about politics. I'm not. I'm talking about spiritual realities. Amen? I'm allowed to touch all the authorities according to the scripture. Amen. Go get them. All right, there are emotions we're to reject and accept. So mature believers live from the spirit, not their feelings, but also know how to appreciate emotions in balance. Come on, how many know there's laughing and then there's somebody you you may have seen or experienced where they're just insane in laughing. It's not joy. They've lost their mind. Balance. Right? How many know there's grief and sadness over certain things in our life, but then there's a grief and a sadness that's worldly that actually destroys you because it goes too far. We got to live in what? Balance, right? Balance. So if you don't want to be up and down, 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 one week you're up, next week you're down. This week you're, you're having an okay week, but it ain't a great week. And, you're, and you're, you're, your emotional stability is conditioned to your circumstances, you know you're in trouble. Or if it's conditioned to your relationships, you know you're in trouble. You say, how could that be? Because we have to go to the what first? To the Lord first, right? To his word first. The Lord is so balanced that he does not come up and down with how the condition of the world is going. He stays the same. Now, I've heard ministers sometimes kind of imply that God, you know, could get kind of depressed, which I thought was weird. But they, they claim this, that this, this was a, kind of a talk that they had with the Lord. The Lord can be grieved. The Lord can be upset. But again, we can't translate that through just our experience in this life. Spiritually mature, spiritual maturity has the ability to walk through being, uh, uh, 
rejected by humanity and continue to fulfill God's plan. It doesn't mean it makes you feel good, but it, the Holy Spirit empowers you to walk through it and get past what's trying to take you down or your emotions into a realm that is outside of balance. And you say, well, how do we do this? How do we do that? Well, we'll get into it more fully next week, but specifically Galatians chapter 5. And I'm not going to go into these because we don't have enough time to teach on all of them. But as we renew our mind to the word of God, by faith, we take hold of what the scripture says to us. Come on, we renew our thinking. How about, how about that we know this from Galatians 5, the fruit of the spirit is what? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. Come on, what? Good faithfulness and what? Self-control, right? Now, what's that last one? Oh, so should we ever be saying, I can't control myself in this area? Now, watch. Listen to me carefully. If you're just trying to do that out of your own strength, it's why you're not winning in that area. You have to draw off of his grace. So go all the way back to the beginning of the service and we'll wrap, up, we'll wrap it up this way and do an altar call here. But go all the way back to the beginning of the service. We have to change the way we what? To line up with who we are already in our spirit. When we change how we think, then we change how we speak. When you change how you speak, you are now steering your life in a particular direction. If your thinking is in line with the word of God and your speaking is in line with the word of God, you are now lining yourself up with his plan and purpose for your life. And it's, it is like that open heaven. The graces of God then get very intricately involved and increase year after year in influence in the soul realm and in the natural realm. The scripture actually says it this way. You're to go from what? Glory to? Oh, that sounds a little bit different than what some Christians think. Doesn't it? You're actually supposed to increase. Come on, we, we looked at this before. We looked at three passages where Paul said, you, you, you Corinthians, you uh, Hebrews, you're a bunch of babies and you need to grow up. And we talked about this. If pastors say that today outside of our church, if pastors say that today, come on, a lot of believers go, I'm, 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 you go call me a baby, and you're acting like a baby. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, hello. You know, turn the, don't just run around with the scripture and go, oh, yeah, they're missing it. Yeah, they're missing Try this on for size. Whoa. People are like, yeah, the, en the entrance of his word gives light, but they turn it off concerning themselves. They just make sure it's great for everybody else. That's a sign of spiritual immaturity. We have, sometimes we have people call the church through the years or show up at the church through the years, and they come to lecture me. They, they supposedly came for help, but they came to lecture me on how to be a Christian. And they're in a mess. Their life is hell. 
And, they, and I'm like, you're probably saved, but you need a paddling. And I've given it to him at times. <laughs> Not physically, okay? So just in case you're wondering. <laughs> and I've had people, you know, get upset. But, you know, the reality is we don't hate anybody. But, man, how many know a mature person can see immaturity a ways away? Come on, how many of you parents, you know when your kids go in a certain direction? Even before they do it. <laughs> I could tell on my kids. I don't know if I should. They get tired of being a sermon illustration. Susan, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, do, she says. <laughs> Everything's free game in my house. You. <laughs> but how many have ever seen you watch your kids and before you know, before they do or say anything, you can see they're going this way and you stop them ahead of time. That's maturity can do that. How many would like to do that in yourself? Well, you're empowered to do it. And we'll look at that more next week. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen today. If you would like more information about Faith Family Church, including service times and location, visit faithfamilybillings.com.